Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Today, we are previewing the running backs for SMU. We've knocked out quarterbacks and defensive line already on this series we've got going. And the running back position is probably one of the strongest on SMU's team. And so I'm, I'm excited to talk about this group. Two newcomers in Kamar Whedon and Velton Gardner. Two transfers who are coming into the program, as well as returners like Trey Siggers, TJ McDaniel, Monte Dawson, Tyler Levine, Brandon Epton Jr. And of course, in the spring, SMU did lose Ulysses Bentley to the transfer portal and subsequently Ole Miss. But this group is still a group that is going to contribute at a high level, I feel like, when you look at what they've brought in, the progression of some of these players. Uh, and just looking at you know your projected starter, we can start there. Trey Siggers is a guy I think is going to start for SMU, led SMU uh, in yards last year, um, and is somebody that you know when you look at him. And I got a chance to lay eyes on him on uh, Wednesday morning, bright and early, when we watched the final workout of summer. He looks trimmed down. He looks ready to go. You can kind of even see it in his face. He just looks. Uh, just quite frankly, uh, thinner, if that makes sense, but still uh, very good laterally. Um, started four of 11 games in 2021, 727 yards, which was good for seventh in the AAC, had nine touchdowns, um, averaged 66 yards per game, uh, also added nine catches for 56 yards and a score. Uh, he had a 100-yard game against TCU, a multi-game TD, uh, multi-touchdown game against Tulane. Uh, this is somebody that I, I feel like when he transferred from UNT, he was looking to find that spark again uh, that he had as a freshman, or excuse me, as a uh, third-year sophomore for the Mean Green when he led the team with 853 yards. And then from there, uh, the next year, he kind of dropped down 458 yards in the COVID year in 2020. Um, but you know, I still think Trey uh, Trey Siggers is is somebody you can rely on at a very high rate. Um, I think he's probably the most consistent back at producing for SMU. I mean, you look at the room right now, and there is, you know, questions about TJ McDaniel, although he looked very good today in, in workouts. Um, can Brandon Epton take the next step? What do Kamar Wheaton and Velton Gardner bring to the table? You know, all of those things are still... Uh, question marks in a way for this group. But I feel like Trey Siggers, his last year of college football, has a chance to really stake a claim to, you know, putting himself in position, go to the NFL and and be a back. Um, he, he's not somebody that really has a ton of wear and tear on his body, um, has never gone over. Uh, he his, his season high of carries um, was 152 in that 2019 season for UNT. He was 147 carries last year. And I still think that's how this group works best for SMU. Um, although Trey Siggers not having to battle Ulysses Bentley when healthy for carries might help him. If he hits that 200 carry mark, you know, that's probably a good part, uh, a good um, number for him to hit in my mind, uh, just because you do want to mix in. Kamar Wheaton, Velton Gardner, TJ McDaniel, Tyler Levine, Brandon Epton, all those guys, um, and, and get them carries. And if they can contribute, then you're looking at a room that you know there's not going to be much drop-off. You know, last year, 
They had to deal with Ulysses Bentley being hurt a good bit. Um, obviously, we knew what he could do when he was healthy and his explosive self. But Trey Sigers had some of his better games, you know, against the best competition. Uh, 10 carries, 64 yards at Cincinnati. He was a bright spot in what was a bad day for SMU. Uh, I mentioned on the last uh, or the quarterback podcast that, you know, that was a game where SMU probably could have relied on the run a little bit more against UCF's athletic front. He averaged just about eight yards a carry, uh, a little bit over that in that game. Obviously, he had the 100, 110 yards against TCU. Uh, so his game kind of elevated late in the year, I felt like. Um, and then he he missed the Tulsa game, um, you know, for, for injury. Uh, so the, I think when you look at what he brings to the table, it's consistency. And that's what SMU wants out of its running backs is who can be the most consistent at producing. I mean, that's what any team wants. But look, I mean, they've been trying to find that, I think, over the last couple of years. Who can be most consistent? And I think it's Trey Siggers, and that's why I've got him pegged to be a starter. I don't think that's a shock uh, to anyone that is following this team. Uh, I think he's poised for a big year. And, you know, if he does that, his final year playing in Dallas in front of his, his you know, hometown uh, just down the road of Duncanville, this is somebody that, you know, can make a name for themselves potentially in the NFL draft. I, I really believe that. And, you know, late round type of guy, um, sawed off at 5'9", but built really well, finishes runs well. Um, that was something, you know, with Ulysses, that was always an issue, uh, you know, falling forward for that extra yard or so. That's Trey Siggers. So I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, he's somebody that I, I'm really high on going into this season. And then behind him, I, it, this is where it gets really interesting. You know, TJ McDaniel, when he was healthy, uh, he was that starter. He was that guy that um, kind of started started games off well for SMU and then ended up, you know, being able to, um, you know, be uh, relieved by Ulysses Bentley and, and, and that group. Um, and so if he is back and, and fully healthy, does he get the number two spot? Is it Tyler Levine? We know... What he is, I'll I'll say this about Tyler Levine, uh, he certainly looked like kind of a um, like a wrestling character in a way in the past, but he has kind of trimmed down from what I've seen. And look, I, this is the first podcast I've recorded since seeing the team in person. The, I think you could say that for a lot of these players, and that'll be kind of a theme we'll talk about with some of these other positions. I, I think they've really trimmed themselves down in a good way uh, in, in certain respects, and that's what you want. Um, so... Behind Trey Siggers, I, I think it could be a, a multitude of guys. Obviously, the buzz is around Kamar Wheaton, but I think, and, and Rhett Lashley told us this um, when we spoke with him in late June, you still got to you know, temper your expectations a little bit. He's somebody that doesn't have a college carry under his belt. We know what he can do when healthy. Um, how will he adjust to the offense? He wasn't here in the spring. Uh, Velton Gardner, kind of the same boat, um, maybe like a, a Trey Siggers light. You know, on the shorter side, 5'9", um, built fairly similar, uh, started off at Kansas well as a freshman, you know, in, in a tough situation. You know, no one offensively at Kansas has really produced uh, at, a, at a truly high level. Um, and as a freshman, he came on and 26 carries, 138 yards, two touchdowns. It, he was kind of a bright spot there, you know, for the future. 2020 season led Kansas with 325 rushing yards. Um, and, and then kind of fell off in 2021, and and then he you know entered the portal and ends up at SMU. 
I don't even know who would be first off the bench. If you're asking me, I, I, I almost lean like TJ McDaniel or Velton Gardner, but the dark horse in my opinion, has to be Brandon Epton. He had a really good spring. He saw a lot of carries in the spring, a lot of action uh, because Trey Siggers was out with that wrist or hand kind of situation, whatever it was. Um, TJ was in and out a little bit, working back from that injury. Uh, Kamar and, and Velton weren't on campus. And then Monte Dawson uh, was um, was uh, in, a, in a red non-contact. And then, of course, you know what you have with Tyler Levine, and then uh, Zane Miners, I think, deserves a little bit of uh, buzz here just from a standpoint of depth. Uh, former walk, or I think he's still a walk-on actually, but out of Austin-Westlake, SMU got him to, to campus as a walk-on over Texas. Um, it was kind of a, you know, you recruit some of these guys to walk on, and uh, that was a good late flip. They, they're really at least high on what he can bring from a depth perspective. Uh, very smart runner. So we'll see kind of what happens with him. Of course, you know, he's still got a ways to go uh, just from a college eligibility standpoint, being a redshirt freshman. Uh, but, you know, if you can get a healthy TJ McDaniel and, and Velton Gardner kind of returning to form, maybe he's more comfortable back in his hometown of Dallas. That's a plus in terms of what those guys bring off the bench. Kamar Wheaton is very talented and the buzz is going to be palpable as they say with Kamar Wheaton he's even wearing number zero but you've got to think that he's going to need just a little bit of time to adjust to the offense get into a college game and see what happens you know I think the early part of the season for Kamar maybe getting his feet wet could dictate what his role is down the line for this team if he comes in and really sets the world on fire and, and takes advantage of his opportunities that could be a huge, huge piece to this run game for SMU. That's what they're hoping for. You know, you don't bring in somebody like that um, as a highly, former highly touted recruit and not think, all right, what if he finds his step here at SMU? And so that's what we're watching for with Kamar. How does he pick things up? Um, and, and if he does, and if he is healthy and he runs hard, he's got the chance to contribute at a high level. I think everybody here knows that. Tyler Levine is, you know, the 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 leader of that room. I think it's safe to say him and Trey Siggers, um, it, it just all those guys look to Tyler Levine for leadership, and he brings that to the table um, in spades. So uh, he's a physical runner. Uh, we've seen what he can do in in flashes, so they can rely on him as well. Does Monte Dawson with his speed? Does he put it together, and they could kind of use him as like a um, almost like a gadget or a um, you know a tempo type of running back that can if he hits a hole hard you know he's got the quickness to really kind of burst through um, you know the hole and, and pick up four or five yards before people really know what hit him so those are kind of the positives of this group uh, I, I think Brandon Epton has a very bright future with this program will it be this year that he emerges as that number two back this could be very well kind of a logjam situation as they find the hot hand um, just overall. I mean, look, I, I'm high on Trey Siggers. I think he's your starter. I think he's going to be very reliable, and I think he's going to produce. But you still have plenty of guys there that they're going to look to to produce and come in to the game, not let there be a drop-off, make sure you pick up your pass pros. Um, that was something that Trey Siggers, Taylor, uh, Tyler Levine, really did well last year uh, as well. Um, being able to pick up 
blitzes. And and um, there was a play last year that uh, it was either Trey, I think it was Trey Siggers. He picked up a blitz and it allowed Tanner Mordecai to to really step up. And I think it went for a long touchdown. I know that's very vague, but that one's kind of uh, implanted into my brain from last year um, as far as what a successful pass pro looks like uh, out of this group. And it was a big reason why he got more and more touches and got more and more involved. Uh, of course, on top of the injury to Ulysses Bentley. So this podcast kind of shorter, but I mean, you know, this is a group that there's not too many negatives. There's a little bit of questions as to, okay, can they stay healthy? Um, can can TJ McDaniel bounce back? Can Brandon Epton take that ne- next step? What does Kamar Wheaton look like? Um, but I, I think the one non-question is what are, what are TJ uh, or what are uh, Tyler Levine and and Trey Sager's going to bring, and that's consistency to this group. So, you know, if they're in a pinch and no one is stepping up, or maybe some of these guys aren't uh, back healthy, you know, TJ, you know, his leg, you still got to see it in the game. Um, or, you know, Kamar Wheaton doesn't come around uh, in his first year at SMU. You've got two guys at the very least that you got to feel good about as far as what they're able to bring to the table. Um, you just hope, if you're SMU, that some of these players – that are new, um, and and for the most part, all of them are, or they have limited experience like Brandon Epton, can take a huge step and really come in and solidify the future of this room, solidify it for 2022, because if SMU can get a consistent run game, and, and you know, throughout the last couple years or few years, it's really kind of been, you know, third and one, everybody brings up third and one, and, and at times, SMU just hasn't been able to get it, and this is where this group, whether it's Trey Siggers, Tyler Levine, they've got to be able to do it. But if they're going tempo and they're saying, you know what, we're going to go fast, we've got Brandon Epton in there, or we've got TJ McDaniel or Kamar Wheaton or Velton Gardner, they've still got to be able to pick up third and one if that's the play call and that's what they feel is best. You know, I can tell you this, the first one that you look at and, and they go tempo and they've got somebody in there that isn't a, you know, quote unquote, bell cow like Trey Siggers or Tyler Levine, you're going to get a groan. And <laughs> I, I, that's kind of the, the name of the game sometimes is, is that, you know, it doesn't work out. You can't pick up every third and one, but they need that out of some of these runners. They need that fearlessness. Um, and, and I think to an extent that is ingrained in some of these guys. It's ingrained in Trey Siggers. It's ingrained in Tyler Levine. I think we all know that. Velton Gardner in a fresh start. Can he be that guy? He's built well enough to do it. Brandon Epton has some good size to him. Can he be that guy? Uh, TJ McDaniel, can he get to his old form and, and be able to finish runs well? Those are the things that have to happen for this group to take that next step and be uh, contributing at a really high level because I think your starter is going to do that. How this whole rotation shakes out is probably one of the most interesting things that we're going to see throughout um, the, the first few games, because I think in fall camp, we're just going to see these guys, you know, be rotated, rotated, rotated. And for the most part, we're not going to be able to really see what that pecking order looks like in a way. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see this group. I, I think, you know, Keenan Hall being a Dallas guy as well is kind of underrated in this respect. You've got Kamar Wheaton, you've got Velton Gardner, Gardner, uh, Brandon Epton, Monte Dawson, TJ McDaniel. You've got all these guys from Dallas, um, that that are in your backfield uh, and Trey Sagers, they're all they're all from Dallas, and so that's going to be kind of a cool connection. You know, obviously Rashad Samples is from Dallas, and you know that was uh, I think a a key point for them as far as um, how tight knit that group was, and, and whether you, whether you 
you know, didn't see enough out of the group as a whole was probably a little bit more so on the offensive line in a way. Um, and, and Ulysses Bentley not being healthy, but it's kind of an interesting dynamic is having Keenan Hall take over this room, another Dallas guy. Can he bring out the good and, and the talent in some of these players that, you know, needed a fresh start like Velton Gardner and, and Kamar Wheaton um, or are on the, you know, kind of back half-ish of their career in now TJ McDaniel, um, Trey Siggers, and, and Tyler Levine. That's going to be really interesting to, to see. So it's a group they're excited about. I think they've all bought in very well. They look the part out there running around doing the drills. Um, so, you know, I think this group is going to be um, a solid one for SMU. Um, and, and if they, you know, when they play TCU, you know, the last year, the honestly, the the key to that game was how physical SMU was and and really able to dominate them uh, at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, when they wore them down in that game and, and Ulysses Bentley got hurt and, you know, Tyler Levine came on and Trey Siggers came on, it, it, it really just demoralized them. And so just kind of looking at the non-conference games with, with Maryland and TCU, um, that's going to be critical is being able to run the football and especially because who knows what happens with the quarterbacks, honestly, and who starts. But having a strong running game is going to help, obviously, whoever's back there at quarterback. Uh, and it's going to be, you know, a, I think it's going to be a positive position group for SMU. So kind of a shorter podcast for you guys previewing the running backs. We are now just a week and a day away from fall camp. So be sure to keep it locked on theponyexpress.com. We've got all your fall camp previews. We've got a lot of uh, things to drop as well. A couple more coaches interviews, as well as um, some interviews with Jimmy Phillips and Elijah Chapman, as well as Sean Griswold after the team wrapped up their final summer workout. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, we'll also be dropping the recruiting list on Thursday morning as far as who's going to be on campus. Big barbecue uh, for the Mustangs coaching staff and, and a lot of their uh, commits and things like that. So be sure to check that out on theponyexpress.com. Uh, quick reminder as well, August 10th, Barley House, 6 to 8 p.m. Season kickoff event sponsored by Heart Waste Removal. Check them out, heartwasteremoval.com. We mentioned them at length on the last pod, but wanted to remind you guys in case you didn't check it out. So with that, we're going to wrap up this edition of the pod. Hope you guys have a good rest of the week, but we will be back on Thursday with our next position group. We're going to move to the second level of the defense with the linebackers. So be sure to check that out. Appreciate you guys listening, and we'll catch you next time.